So Father, we go ahead on behalf of our young people. We go ahead over Ani, over Janae, over Kayla, over Adriana, Eastside, Elias, Noah. We go ahead, Father. DJ, can we go ahead of the enemy and ask God to protect and keep our young people? That the pressure of this world of peer pressure, Father, they will not succumb to peer pressure, Father, but we call our young people to be leaders, Father. That they will lead me to Christ, Father. They will not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Father. That they will be able to witness to their peers, Father. So we come against, Father, the attacks on our young people, the suicide, the depression, drug abuse, Father, vaping, which I took a young person out, has caused lung disease. So we come against the influence of drugs and alcohol right now, Father. We call up the generation to, appear, to be a pure generation right now in the name of Jesus, Father. So we plead the blood over every young person that's returning back to school, Father, that they will be protected, Father. We ask that you would keep them right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We pray for Imani, Harmony right now in the name of Jesus, Father. So we have a prayer over protection, over Jasmine, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Depression and suicide, Father, will not destroy, will not kill and take out our young people, Father. So, Father, we wage war against it on behalf of our young people as they return back to school. Father, they will have a successful school year, Father. They will be able to focus and concentrate right now in the name of Jesus. Give them, Father, a teacher, Father, right now that has the love and compassion, Father, to teach and instruct, Father. They have a heart, Father, for our young people. They will have long suffering. They will have, they will have patience right now in the name of Jesus. And we come against bullying. We come against cyberbullying. We come against fights right now. Attacks on soft Father, in the corners, in the bathrooms, in the locker rooms right now. In the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Father, for just your hedge of protection. Taking time out just to pray and cover our young people before they head back to school. Is this could this be the prayer? We send a prayer even for justice right now in the name of Devin right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We will not forget them, Father, but we, Father, have a prayer over them, a prayer of protection right now in the name of Jesus. That all the word that they have heard, Father, right now, that they return back to you, Jesus. That the foundation that was laid, that will rise up. So, Father, we ask you to keep and protect our young people. Where do we need to go next, Father? Where do we need to go next? Father, we go into the abortion clinics right now in the name of Jesus. Touch that doctor's heart right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we come against, Father, abortion, teenage pregnancy, Father. The killing of the innocent, innocent bloodshed right now in the name of Jesus. Can we pray for those that are innocent, the unborn in the womb, that they will not be terminated and killed? That they will have a life and a purpose, Father. 
Father, so touch the president of even Planned Parenthood right now in the name of Jesus. That they will see, Father, the unborn, Father, has a right and a purpose to live. Where do we need to go next? The unborn. Who's praying for the unborn? That there will not be a termination of the pregnancy in the five months. The three months right now in the name of Jesus. Father, outpour your peace, Father. Outpour your love right now over that single mother, Father. That she's not overwhelmed, Father. We come against murder, suicide of killing of the family and killing of yourself, Father, right now in the name of, in the news. There was a young lady who said she had beautiful children. Moments later, she killed her children and herself. So, Father, we come against the pressures of the world, of losing a job, of money, that would cause us to kill others and ourselves. So we come against murder-suicide in the home. Strengthen, Father, the fathers. Strengthen the mothers right now in the name of Jesus, Father. To care, Lord. What was going on through that mother's mind? Another instance, the father killed the whole family and himself. So strengthen us, Father, for the cares of this world. That we will not be burdened down. That we will have the mind of Christ. Give us your shalom. Give us your peace, Father. Give us your joy right now in the name of Jesus. Give us a reason and purpose to live, Father. Give us a reason and purpose to live. Give us your joy. Give us your peace, Father. Not the peace of this world. Not money, houses, and cars. But peace, Father, will allow us to be calm in the midst of a storm. The peace that will cause us not to be moved, Father. To be anchored in your word, Father. So I think we're anchored in your word. We're anchored in truth, Father. We're anchored in you, Father. We're not moved or governed by what we see or what we feel, Lord. Where do we need to go next? Where do we need to go in our prayers? Where do we need to go in our prayers? Can we go into the LGBTQ community? Of the curriculum been given to our children causing confusion. Am I a boy? Am I a girl? Can we pray? Can we wail? Can we lament? Can we pray and intercede? Can we exhaust ourselves in prayer for others, for their soul, for their salvation, for their sanity, for their mind? Can we go deep in our intercession and in our prayer? Can you intercede? Who needs your prayers tonight? Who needs your intercession? That they don't overdose on those drugs. Who needs your prayers? Who needs your intercession? Who needs you to raise your hands? Who needs you to open up their mouths? Who can you release from captivity today? 
Who can you release from captivity today? Who can you release from captivity of the mind? Who can you release today from drugs and alcohol? Who can you release from human trafficking today? Who can you release from suicide today? Are we willing to release those that are captive, who are bound, who are in chains, just in their mind, just in having no purpose, just in just existing? Who are you willing to release today? Because this is what it's about. There's a war going on. And a lot of us are just captive in our minds. Walking around with no purpose. Full of sadness and depression. No peace. Who are you willing to release from homosexuality today? Who are you willing to release today? Who needs your prayers? Who needs your supplication? Is it your sister, your brother? Is it the stranger on the corner? Is there someone that you passed by today? Who needs your prayers? Who needs your supplication? Who needs your love today? Are we willing to release those that are captive today? Release those, Father, young women who are using their bodies. Release them, Father. Release those who feel like they have no value or worth right now in the name of Jesus. Release those victims who are caught up in human trafficking today. Release the pimp, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Release those who are all in human trafficking, Father. Release the pastors today, Father, who are burdened down with ministry, Lord. Who are you willing to pray for and intercede? I count it as an honor, as a privilege to pray. But it's our voice print in the atmosphere, which is going to bring freedom today. Who are you willing to release today? There's some of us who I need to be released from sickness and disease. Are you ready to release tea from the autoimmune disease? Where is our prayers and supplication for our sister? Where is our prayers and our supplication? Who are you willing to release right now in the name of Jesus? Who are you willing to release? But we have to open our mouths. We have to lift our hands. We have to put a demand on our God. He said, if my people was turned from their wicked ways, seek me. He said, I will heal the land. I would heal the land. If my people who are called by my name would turn from their own wicked ways, the answer relies in the church. The answer for this world is us raising our hands, open up our mouths on bended knees. Now I can see, Father. Now I can hear. The answer lies within the church. You are the answer that this world needs. You are the answer that this world needs. The world needs to see the church praying. 
The world needs to see the church praying. The world needs to see the church orchestrating in love. The answer relies in our mouths. It relies on our servitude. Where is the church? Where is the body of Christ? Where is our prayers for our world? For our nation? Where is our prayers? Where is our supplication? Are we crying out? Are we crying out with everything that is within us? Are we crying out? Are we crying out to our Father on behalf of our nation? On behalf of our president? On behalf of our young people? On behalf of the innocent? Are we crying out? Are we crying out of those who are victims of domestic abuse? Are we crying out? But those who are addicted to drugs, addicted to sex, are we crying out? Are we crying out? Are you willing to release them? Are you willing to release them? Are you willing to release them? Are you willing to release that young person who is a cutter? A young person who's a victim of rape, molestation, incest. This is prayer. We are here to intercede. We are here to pray. What if God said, I'm counting on your prayer tonight. I'm counting on you to open up your mouth tonight. It's not about the person on the mic. It's about us being gathered on one accord corporately. Who needs your prayer tonight? Who needs to be released from the enemy's grip? Who needs your prayers? Who needs your supplication? Who are you interceding right now for? Who are you interceding for? That means who am I fighting for? Who am I fighting for? This is like tug of war, the enemy on one side and the victim on the other. But are you standing in the middle and fighting for that person? Are you fighting for their mind, for their destiny, for their purpose? This is about intercessory prayer, where we wage war on the enemy. Who are you fighting for today? Who are you fighting for? Who are you fighting for today? Who are you fighting for? Who are you asking for God to touch their minds and their hearts? Are you fighting for that father that just left the home? Who are you fighting for? Are you fighting for that child who's a victim of child abuse? Who are you fighting for today? Who are you fighting for? Who are you fighting for? I'm fighting for the innocent. I'm fighting for the unborn. They have no voice. I'm fighting for that mother who's entering the abortion clinic. Who are you fighting for today? Who are you fighting for? I'm fighting for those mothers who find their way out in that domestic relationship. Who are you fighting for? Who are you fighting for today? Who are you fighting for? Because maybe if we would fight, if we would contend, there could be a decrease in crime, of murders and robberies and home invasion. Just because it hasn't happened to us individually, it has happened. Who are you fighting for? Who are you fighting for? Who are you fighting for? I'm fighting for the loner in the school. 
Who are you fighting for? Young people, as you go back to school, ask God for those who are loners, who are depressed, to, sh to overtake them with your love. Because if not, it could be a mass shooting at your school. Who are you fighting for today? Are you fighting for the bully, Ani, as you return back to school? Who are you fighting for? Who are you fighting for? Who are you contending for? I'm contending for this generation who seems to be lost, have no direction, who seems to be overtaken by drugs, sex, and alcohol. You have to fight for those who seem to can't fight for themselves. But we would have to have that deep love and that deep compassion. Can they hear your cry? Can they hear you crying out to God on their behalf? Can God hear you? Who, who have you put before God? Who had you called up to your father? To ask God and help, come help and rescue. Who have you called out to the Father? Who have you called out? Where is our love? Where is our deep compassion, body of Christ? Rid us, Father, of all selfishness. Rid us of ourselves, Father. So we can serve others. So we can see the needs of the world. We can see the needs of those who are homeless. We can see the needs, Father, of the teenagers. Awaken the body of Christ to our true assignment of the gospel, of reconciling, of saving those who are lost, who have no identity, no purpose. No reason for living. As I said earlier, murder, suicide. What we'll have overtaken that mother that she would kill her beautiful daughters and herself? Can you imagine being that daughter? Your mother coming up. To, young people, thank God that your parents are in the right mind. I can imagine that. To kill her two beautiful daughters by the same age as Adriana. Yeah, she just said she loved him. Moments later, she killed him. The minds of the people. Heal our minds, Father. Heal our minds. That the cares of this life, that any trauma or abuse that we have ever experienced, Father. Heal us, Jesus. We're, needing a, we're in need of a healing and a cleansing. Heal us from our past. Heal us, Father, from anything that was ever done to us that was unjust, Father. Heal us from every hurt. Heal the world from every hurt, from every disappointment of our mother, of our father not being there for us, Father. Heal us, Jesus. Heal our world. That's our cry. Heal our world. Heal our marriages, Father. Heal the relationship from the father to the son, the father to the daughter, Father. Heal our families, Jesus. Heal us, Jesus. Heal our world. Heal our world, Jesus. Heal us, Jesus. We need you to come and heal us, Father. To take the pain away. 
take the situation the circumstance, and the moment that it happened. Take all the pain away, Father, of being raped or molested. Heal your people, Father. There's a lot of trauma. Heal our young people, Father, from every type of child abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father. Your people need a healing, Father. Heal us, Jesus. Heal our land. Heal our president, Father. Heal our earth, Jesus. Heal us, Jesus. Heal your families, Father. Heal our children. Heal us, Jesus. Heal us, Jesus. Cleanse and wash us afresh, Lord. Heal us, Jesus. Heal our minds, Lord. Heal our minds. Heal our minds which are sick and twisted and perverted. How can a mother kill their own child, Father? But there was a moment of insanity, Father. Heal us from all of being insane. We are insane without you, Father. We find only true peace and joy in you, Jesus. Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal the mothers. Hear the fathers. Even before we have children, Father, allow us to be healed and whole. That we don't birth a, unbroken, a broken generation, Father. Heal us, Jesus. Heal us, Jesus. Heal us, Father. Make us whole. Make us whole again. Make us whole in our mind. Whole in our faculties. Whole in our thinking. Whole in our thoughts, Father. Towards humanity, Father. Whole, Father, that we're not twisted and perverted in our thinking, Father. Heal us, Jesus. Heal your people. Heal your people, Father. Heal our world, Jesus. Heal our generation. Heal that young person, that mother and father not being there. Of being that crackhead on the corner. Or that prostitute asking, why am I parentless, Father? Heal that young person that their parent is incarcerated, Father. This is how we commit crime. Because of being angry, misunderstood. Heal us, Jesus. We ask you to heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land, Father. Make us whole soundness of mind lord to make the right decision father not being tormented father but having one mind having peace jesus give us your peace give us your joy heal our land heal our land can we all just shout father heal our land heal our land jesus Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land, Jesus. Heal our land. Heal our land. Can we say that aloud? Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land, Jesus. Heal our land. Heal our land, Lord. Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land. Our land is sick, Lord. Heal our land. Heal our land, Jesus. Heal our land. Heal our land, Lord. 
Heal our land, Jesus. Heal our land. Heal our land. Do you see the sickness? Do you see the turmoil? Do you see the chaos that our land is in? Heal our land, Jesus. The body of Christ is standing for the world. Heal our land. Heal our land. Can that get in your spirit? Heal our land, Jesus. Heal our land. Heal our land, Lord. Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our land, Jesus. Heal our land. Heal our land. Heal our pastors. Heal our land, Lord. Heal fathers right now. Heal our land. Heal marriages. Heal children. Heal our land. Heal our president. Heal those that are in Congress. Heal that police officer. Heal that firefighter. Heal our land, Lord. Heal us, Jesus. Heal us, Jesus. Heal our land. Do you believe that our land needs a healing and a cleansing and a visitation from our Lord? Heal our land, Lord. Heal our land. Heal our land. I'm putting a demand on you, God. Come and heal our land. He said, if my people, are we the people of God? Are we the people called by God? Heal our land, Lord. If my people, who would humble themselves, be brought down low, would see of the knees, we would serve the land. Heal our land. Heal our land. Our food source is counting on our land to be healed. Our sin has affected the cosmos. It has affected the soil. It has affected the sun. Our sin, Lord, heal our land. If not, the food is going to take us out prematurely. Heal our land, Jesus. Our food is corrupt. Our water is corrupt. Heal our land. Heal the ground. Heal the soil right now over every seed that will produce, Father. Heal our land. The food is killing us. Cancer is taking us out. Heal our land, Lord. Heal our land. Heal our land. Can you see that our world needs a cleansing? That we need to come out of sin? Can you see that our world has been affected by our sin? Can you see? Can you see our food source? Heal our land, Lord. Heal our land. Our sin is affecting the earth. Heal our land, Lord. Heal us, Jesus. Cleanse and wash us, Father. Cleanse and wash us. Our sin has affected our world. Can you see it has affected the earth, the land, the water? It has affected the mindset of God's people. Heal our land, Lord. The soil, the seed, the water, everything is contaminated. And cancer is taking us out. Heal our land. Heal our food, Jesus. Heal our land. Could it be that our sin has affected the earth? Could it be that it affected the sun? The rain. Heal our land, Jesus. Could it be that our own sin, that my thoughts and actions has affected the cosmos of the earth? That my action, if we believe that thing, we will live a holy and righteous life. The food source. Heal our land. That means heal us. Cleanse us, Father. Purify us, Jesus. That our thoughts, 
our actions has affected the earth. It has brought on sickness and disease. As I brought on cancer, could it be that my own thoughts, the darkness in my heart, the anger, the strife, could it be? Could it be us, body of Christ? Could it be our sin that has affected the earth? Heal us, Father. Cleanse and purify us, Lord. Heal us, Jesus. Heal our minds. Heal our hearts. Cleanse and purify us again, Lord. So our land, our very resource, can be pure. That our bodies will not be contaminated. That cancer will not be killing all of us. That the food that we eat will be pure. But it's my thoughts, it's my actions of walking in love, defying my flesh, turning away from sin. Could that be? that bring on healing of our land? Could my sin be affecting T's body? Just, what are our thoughts? How's my sin affecting others? How's it that me not walking in love, maintaining peace, the love in my home, it's affecting the land. My marriage, love for my husband, love for my children, love for my pastor. Could our thoughts, our actions, even be affecting our sisters? Could our sin be holding up a hill? Have you ever thought about that? Could it be holding up someone's healing and deliverance? Could that be? Whose healing and deliverance are you holding up? Who are you holding up from being free? Because he said, if, if my people who are called by, that, by, that, by my name would turn from their wicked ways, humble themselves, is that I would heal the land. So that means that my conduct, my thinking, has to be affecting my sisters and brothers around me. It has to be affecting the world. Because we have to humble ourselves, be brought, be brought down low, serve, love others, see the needs of others. So can it be prayer tonight? Did we make the decision to turn to God so our sister could be released from the autoimmune disease? Could it be tonight? What are our thoughts? 
my thinking, my actions, it affects others. So, Father, we vow to live a clean, pure life on behalf of others, on behalf of our world, on behalf of our pastor, our teacher, one another, Father, whoever's standing beside me. We vow to live a clean and pure life, Father, to die to ourselves, to serve others. Are you willing to set the captives free tonight? Are you willing to set the captives free tonight, Father? Cleanse and wash us, Jesus. Because we are ready to serve. We're ready to see the needs of our community, Father. We're ready to see the need of those that are homeless, the prostitute on the corner. Are you ready to serve? Are you ready for our world to be healed, to be set free and delivered? Well, we have to deny our flesh. We have to turn from sin. Father, I'm willing to live a clean and pure life on behalf of my brother and my sister standing beside me, Father, for them to be free from all torment, Father, from all sin, from the grip of the enemy, Father, I'm willing, Father, right now to see marriages healed. I'm willing to see, Father, the Father, Father, right now in the homes to be man of God. Is it counting on my marriage? Is it counting on my marriage? Is it counting on my love? I'm willing, Father. I'm willing and obedient on behalf of our world, on behalf of our ministry, our pastor, and our teacher. Could it be that clarity and vision? Could walking ministry be withheld because of our sin leaders? Could it be withheld? Have we ever thought that the forward progression of another has been hindered by my disobedience and my sin? Forgive me, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. We are ready to serve. We are ready to commit, Father. On behalf of the lost, on behalf of the broken, on behalf of our world, so our world can be free. We are ready, Lord. We make a vow to you to live a clean and pure, upright life. On the behalf of the world, does that mean anything to you? That means souls being free. That means that husband started abusing his wife. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? I'm willing, Father. And I'm obedient to you. On behalf of the generation, the lost, the broken, the crackhead, the heroin addict, the homeless, my sin affects you. My sin affects you. So cleanse and purify us, Lord. It affects the land. If we had that perspective, what would our world look like? What would our world look like? So, Father, heal our land. Because we are willing and obedient to walk upright. To live a clean pure upright life on behalf of the world 
the weight of the world is on our shoulders of everyone being free. Deliver. So we honor you, Jesus. We glorify you. We lift you up, Jesus. Heal our world. Heal our name. Touch our pastor, Father. They have heard from you. To give us wisdom, knowledge, insight of how to war, how to fight. Protect his mind as he's teaching, Lord. There's many pastors who have died in the pulpit. Just even our prayer, protect our pastor, Father. No stroke, no diabetes. Not overtaken by the cares of ministry, Father. That he will orchestrate in love, Lord. So I pray your peace. I pray you shah shalom, Father, over our men of God and our women of God. That you would keep them, Father. We pray long life. We pray health, Father. That we govern and driven by love, Jesus. So we say that we love you. We honor you. And we're excited for the word that's going to come from your man of God, your mouthpiece, Father. So allow us to be able to hear your love, your correction, Father. We glorify you. We honor you. We exalt you for the word of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Shabbat the Lord one time. Shout with the voice of triumph. You win this fight. Glory to God. <laughs> the battle is the Lord. It's not even yours. Come on. Is he good to you or is he good to you? My God, my God. Hallelujah. My God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. My goodness. Woo! Mighty is our God. Mighty in battle. Mighty is our God. Nobody like the living God. Woo! Do you know him? My God. Woo! Glory to God. Hey! My goodness. My God. Woo! I feel good, but I feel like fighting again. Come on, put them up. It's time to war. Glory to God. Woo! Shut that mind down. Woo! To allow the mind of the Lord be in you. Richly. Glory to God. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places if you can. My God. Woo! Thank you, prophetess. My God. Woo! Now it's time to lock and load. Hallelujah. You win a battle like this. You win a war like this. You win the fight like this. You win it with intel. Information. This is how you win this battle. This battle is not with flesh and blood. It's not against each other. It's against an unseen force. That's only afraid of one thing. The name of Jesus. Oh, come on. See, the church has been using it so much. It's like it has no power. But he said, I've given you all power. I've given you all authority in heaven and earth. 
you just don't know what you got. So you can have the most deadly weapon in the hands of you, of a saint, but you don't know how to use it. The safety is still on. And the enemy is coming. You can't, you can't get it out, so how are you going to get them? See, but the safety with you is your mouth. This is a battle of words. It's not how big your gun is. It's not even how long you've been in this thing. It's predicated on your belief and your trust in God. Man. Mm -mm -mm. I told you, you win a war with intelligence. This is why you got spies in every nation. <laughs> They're selling what? Information. Okay. You, you, got, you got counter spies who are disguised as I'm in this nation, but I'm working for this nation, but I'm really part of this nation. You're undercover. You're a double agent. The Bible says you can't serve two gods. <laughs> Are That's what I'm saying. Are y'all all right tonight? All right, man. You've been waging a good warfare? You know, our warfare is how we love each other. That's the greatest weapon. He said, with this one, you won't need anything if you know how to love. Yeah? Oh, man. I should be talking to a bunch of free people. Oh, excuse me, free indeed. Okay. It's one thing to have Jesus as your Savior, but is he your Lord? Oh, y'all know we got to go in. This is part three of what? Fight back this time. I get. I'm like, I, see, I'm gonna use my words wisely. Hey, Elder, how you doing? I'm gonna use my words wisely, and I'm gonna use them skillfully, precise. I'm gonna pinpoint. I know exactly where they're going. See, like when you're a sniper, so you gotta take in. You gotta take in consideration the wind. the trajectory. How when I shoot it, which way is the wind blowing? How high, what angle do I aim this at for it to hit its target? So you got to be just like that, precise with your prayers. Oh, man, I need some snipers in here. <laughs> I need some people fit for warfare. Fit to fight. Okay, we got SEALs over here. Got Delta Force over there. All right, we got black ops in the back, all right. Man, we got some green berets in here. So who's some ranger? Because the rangers is bad. Okay, that call said he's a ranger. <laughs> sorry, Carl, not power ranger, but ranger. All right, I'm oh, sorry, man. <laughs> I said, joking. I had to put that one there, man. Carl, Carl said, I'm all four of them. All right, got you, Carl. Carl doing something, though. See, when we come to prayer, it's like you, 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 you get people come in and, you know, we, we're here again this week. Yeah, we, we're here again this week. But see, that's the carnal believer. But see, I got some people in the spirit to know when I open my mouth, it's striking a blow. And every time I open my mouth, a little piece 
of that cinder block, a little piece of that boulder is being chipped away. That's why you got to keep the prayers going. He said you should pray without ceasing. Man. But see, when you come to prayer, you don't realize in the spirit what is happening. Keep striking a blow at that big megalith. Keep striking a blow at it. And one day you're going to hit that thing, boom, and it's going to fall. No, because you kept going after it. You kept going. You kept hitting it and hitting it. No, we Christians, we want it just like this. Bing. And it all crumbles down. Not in this life. Not in this life. You want to be delivered? You better fight. Okay. All right. Oh. Oh, man. I got some angles I want to go today. I need to see how I need to fire off. Because I'm mad. Righteous indignation. How many of y'all still dealing with fear? Mm, (laughs) You either dealing with it or you're not. There's no in between the the ten, no. Okay. Mm. Mm. He said perfect love. No, just just a little bit, just a piece. Perfect love cast out all. And to God, all is all. I don't care what language you're from, what country you're from. All means all. Hello? So how's your love? And I told you behind every fear is what? A lie. I can't stop doing this. That's a lie. Ain't that right, Mario? I can't stop drinking. That's a lie. Go ahead, Mario. They don't know, do they, Mario? But y'all gonna know. No, who the sun sets free, he's free indeed. Struggled that for a long time, didn't you? Yeah, see that? See how he answered it real quick? Yes, sir. It's past tense now. And what he do for one, he'll do for another. If you are willing to expose that darkness. Mm. Yeah, you got to drag it in the light. You sure do. It don't want to come. Man, feel good, don't it? Be free. That's what's available to all of us is freedom. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Okay. If you're feeding your flesh during a season of comfort, you won't have the defense system for the day of temptation. 
Can I say it again? Think about your life right now. Think about where you're at. It's comfortable. Everything just good. If you're feeding your flesh, your desire, your habit, if you're feeding your impulses, if you're feeding your emotions, your feelings, if you're feeding your flesh, your lower nature, you won't have a defense system. You won't have an iron dome. <laughs> For the day of temptation, the day of testing, the day of trial. Mm. Defense system. Defense means this. The action or defending from or resisting an attack. So the reason you have a defense system is <laughs> so you won't be attacked. But if you're feeding your desires, that system does not work, is inoperative. Freedom. It's not just doing what you want. It's doing what you ought to do. Freedom. It is, ain't it? All right, I'm running this thing. See, if we're gonna win this war, you gotta you gotta listen to what I'm telling you. And then you're going to have to use these words that I'm telling you against your flesh. Because no, no good thing dwells in it. And you don't have to be here and be bound and struggling with anything. I mean, you got to boil it down sometimes to the simplest thing, right, Mario? If, if I'm struggling with alcohol, the thing that has me, it's not the, it's just grapes. It's just fermented grapes that's calling me, that's driving me, that's making all of my decisions a grape, a plan. Now, let's break it down to its most simplest form for understanding. If I like weed, it's the same thing. It's a plant. And the Bible said that you are to have dominion over everything, even a plant. The fowls of the air, all the beasts of the land, you are to have dominion. This is what I've given you is dominion. I've given you the, the birds that inside of them, their dominion is flight, the air. Do you know why? Because they have wings. The air is their dominion. It's built into them. You never have to see a fish go to swimming school. Because the swim 
is built into him. Now you have dominion over the earth. Over every creeping thing that creeps upon it. Over everything in it. You have dominion that's built in you. Leadership. Okay. So you just don't know your domain. Then you're afraid. Then you're afraid to take dominion over your domain. Didn't he say that's what you have? Ooh, I know I do. Because I know who I am. You hear the world say that all the time. Do you know who you are? Just follow your heart. No, don't follow your heart. The Bible says your heart is wicked. Yeah. Who could know it? That's just secular humanism. That's just a, a person that doesn't want to be under. Want to do what they want. Mm, that, is it quiet? Is it just all right? <laughs> all right now. And I say it often: if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you will what? Abuse it. You need to know the purpose of a wife or purpose of a husband, so you won't abuse it. You need to know the purpose of your body so you won't abuse it. And you won't let nobody else abuse it. Oh, okay. All right. I said freedom is not just doing what you want. It's doing what you ought to do. Okay. Got a couple of things I want to hit y'all tonight. So, minister, go to, back to a familiar scripture again. Let's revisit it. All right, Luke chapter 11, 24 and 26, amplify, please. Luke chapter 11 and verse 24. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it roams through waterless places in search of a place of rest, release, refreshment, ease and finding none it says i will go back to my house mm. from which i came and when it arrives it finds the place swept and put in order and furnished and decorated and it goes and brings other spirits seven of them more evil than itself and they enter in settle down and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. Oh, I could get a Selah on that one if I tried. Y'all house in order? Maybe I come on this side. Is y'all house in order? It's in order? It's decorated? You sure? Okay. All right. Man. So when you remove evil out of your life, let me say it again. So when you remove evil out of your life, 
You have to replace it with something that is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, let's, let's see here. So when God came to deliver the Hebrews out of Egypt through Moses, this statement is mentioned 17 times in nine chapters. And I'm going to tell you what this is. Just hold on a second. All right. 17 times in nine chapters. That number 17 and nine is very important. You know, God speaks in many ways, yet man don't perceive in a dream, in a vision of night. He sleeps. He opens up that man's spirit. Imparts wisdom. Close it up then. So pride won't take him over. Show you so much wonderful things. I can't reveal it to you in your spirit right now. You won't be able to handle it. Just like when God, if God was talking to us, we, we wouldn't be able to handle his voice. Just look in scripture when God spoke. The people were about to. Well, he's he going to speak through a man or a prophet. He's going to speak in your spirit. But if he audibly spoke to you, 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 you couldn't take it. Okay. Is this the great and terrible day? <laughs> so go to Exodus. 7, 9, uh, 7, 16, amplified. Let's see what he said here. 17 times. And in nine chapters. Exodus chapter 17, mm -hmm. chapter 7 and verse 16. There you go. And say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you, saying, let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, Heretofore, you have not listened. Ooh. Read that one more time. And say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you, saying, let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, heretofore, you have not listened. Hmm. So their freedom was to do what? What they wanted to do. Live their life like they wanted to. It was to do what? Serve him where? And we learned about the wilderness last week. What is the will? So you're free from your bondage. Whatever your bondage, you're free from it. But you're only free... To serve him. In that dry place. When Jesus first got baptized. Where did he go immediately? He went to a forest. He went to a dry place. A place of you know harshness. A place where it's blazing hot. 130 degrees in the, in the daytime. And at night it's, it's below zero. Not a comfortable place. And y'all get saved, y'all want to be comfortable. Woo, this is good. He just said you're in the, free to be in the wilderness. In the wilderness is where you get to know God. In the wilderness is the place where you get to believe God. Where he takes care of all of your needs. Emotionally. Mentally. Spiritually. Okay. He gets to take, you get to see God for real. 
in the wilderness. You're not going to see him on the fat farm. The land of plenty, you ain't seeing him there. You, you can't see him there. You have to get to there. So you need to see him in the dry place. But the enemy can't find, he shouldn't find rest in the dry place. In your non-productivity. In your, your non-commitment. And in your non-obedience. He shouldn't find rest there. Y'all learning something? Who dry? Oh, who dry? Mm-hmm. I can't mess with the last. Dustin said, what? <laughs> okay, come on, y'all. Follow me. He said this nine times in nine different chapters in 17 verses 17 times he said it but in nine chapters he said that why is nine so important hmm why is nine so important nine is the maximum single digit it's the maximum number it's the number of the holy spirit his power his gifts and his the jewish ninth hour or 3 p.m. was the time that Jesus died on the cross. The ninth hour in a biblical, uh, ninth hour in biblical form, or should I say in the biblical times, is prayer. The ninth. In Acts 3, Peter and John went to the temple and prayed at the ninth hour. And at that time, a crippled man who was crippled from birth was healed. And in Acts chapter 10, uh, God sent an angel to meet Cornelius at the ninth hour. And he and his family were the first Gentile uh, family or Christians uh, to be saved. The Holy Spirit descended upon the first disciples in the ninth week of the Jewish calendar. Nine is the fruit of the Spirit. The nine fruits of the Spirit, should I say. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Gentleness, goodness, meekness, faithfulness, and temperance. Okay? There's nine. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. That was the fruit of the Spirit. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, gifts of the holy, uh, of, of faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. There are nine biblical holidays. Nine inspired songs sung by biblical figures in the Old Testament at important times in Jewish history. There are nine months from pregnancy, from conception to birth. We're the ninth, we're, there are nine planets in our solar system. There it is. There are nine possessed cases delivered by the power of the Holy Spirit. Nine cases. Oh, can I can I say something? You know, people always say this. Now, let's go here. Now. Did Jesus? <laughs> did Jesus actually meet homosexuals? Okay, okay. 
The answer is pretty most likely yes. Because the term, now listen to this. I said that there are nine demon-possessed cases delivered by the Holy Spirit, right? And I ask you the question. Well, let me give you them first <laughs> before I do that. I see. In Mark, there's a man with an unclean spirit. Mary Magdalene had seven spirits. Two men, unclean spirits, who had, who had fetishes for nudity, death, tattoos, mutilation of the flesh. That's in Matthew 8, 28 through 43. Okay? That's Mark 5, 1 through 21. It's all, you know, the synopsis. Uh, there is a mute man, a blind man, uh, a blind man as well. A girl who had an unclean spirit. These are all unclean spirits. Uh, let's see. There was an uh, epileptic boy who had an unclean spirit. A woman with the spirit of infirmity for 18 years, right? A fortune-telling girl who had a spirit of divination. These are unclean spirits. Listen. So, a spirit of infirmity, a spirit that causes certain sicknesses. Spirit of divination, the occult. The occult spirits. And that's what you see real prevalent today in the world if, you, if your eyes are open. Seducing spirits, religious spirits, uh, impersonating Christians or Christianity. You see that all the time in church. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Unclean spirits, uh, a porn or perversion, uh, pornea. That's what you get the Greek pornographic from. Okay? It's an unclean spirit. Unclean spirits were most, it was, they were most prevalent spirit that Jesus met in his walk. This is the spirit that he dealt with a lot, was an unclean spirit. All right? Sexual sins back then was just as bad as it is now. No difference. Okay? So, you think about that. So, let's look at that. So, while we miss it sometimes in the Bible, the Bible is uh, full of uh, euthanisms, right? Y'all know what a euthanism is? A euthanism is, is it's a light saying for something that's harsh, that you wouldn't be able to take it. So they use euthanism, okay? Sexual immorality. Okay. You use words like that, you know. Uh, uh, illicit sex is what? Immorality. Adultery is when you're married and you mess with another married person. But immorality is illicit sex. Unlawful. Forbidden, illicit. So I'm sure he came across it. But see, everybody, their words and understanding of, see, homosexuality, that's not a word that's been used back then. See, because our mind is not in the first century Jew, how they would look at it. It's against their culture. It was something so bad they didn't want to mention it. So we use a euthanism. Am I, am I getting there? Okay. 
use this. So an unclean spirit. Hmm. All right. Minister, go to. Let's look at this real quick. Go to. see if I get it right here for you. Oh, hold on. Let me make sure we got this right. Yeah. Not yet. So, you know the, the scripture where, oh, which one is that? Make sure I got that written down in here right. Y'all hold on. <laughs> but anyway, you know the scripture, and Jesus got out of the boat and he went, and there were two men in the cave in the in the tombs. There were two men in the tomb with unclean spirits. There were two men, the Bible said, living in the tombs. So, but you haven't asked the right question. Why were they living in the tomb? If you know the culture, they didn't tolerate it. You had to go outside. What's that scripture? I haven't seen. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make it plain. I'm trying to make it plain because we. We, we miss things sometimes because you don't know the culture. And you're reading the word in a Western mindset, you know, 21st century, and not a first century Jew. And it says that they were, they, they were naked, unclean spirits. Minister, do you remember what that is? Because I, I think I had that. Um, the two men in the cave. I got it. Wait a minute, see here. <sighs> That's not the one I want to go to yet. Oh, man. I think I got it. <laughs> nope, I don't have it on there right now. thought I had it written on there. It's on my other notepad. But follow me. And it also meant how it meant thoughts. It means it also means the wrong thinking. So you got two men possessed, living in a cave, naked. And Jesus said that's an unclean spirit, when you understand what an unclean spirit is. It, it represents illicit against nature. Y'all follow me? So I, I'm just saying. But a lot of times we read, but we miss things. Most of us think it was just one man, but it's two men living in the cave, in the tomb. How many of y'all thought it was one? Yeah. You heard it was one, but it's two. It was two men. All right. 
I want to make sure we get this. Like, where are you going, Pastor? I'm talking about 9 and 17. But it took me on that little trail, so I just wanted us to kind of see how we can miss a lot of things when it comes to us as believers when it comes to homosexuality or same-sex marriages. The scripture, everything is in the scripture. You just haven't seeked it out. And then we only see what we want to see. I told you, you don't look in the scriptures to be right. You look in the scriptures for truth. Because you can have a truth that you believe that is the truth, but it's not. It's your truth. Okay. All right. 17 is the number of grace. Okay, I'm going to show y'all. A number of grace. 17 times it was mentioned, set my people free to serve me. And if you look at another translation, set me free to worship him. Okay? 5 and 12. 5 is grace, 12 is authority. Add those two up, you get 17. That means victory. 7 and 10. 7 is perfect. 10 is just, justice. You add those up, you get 17. It's victory. See, it's like we just don't really see what we need to see. Victory is defined by the victor. One person's victory is another person's defeat. Let's see. Noah had victory over the mockers, when God began to flood the earth on the 17th day of the Hebrew month. That's Genesis 7, 11. Noah rested, listen, the ark rested on Mount Arafat on the 17th day. <laughs> Y'all don't get it. Of the Hebrew calendar. The Red Sea was departed on the 17th of Nisir, or Nisan. Look at 17, y'all. Y'all see it? 17 was also, well, Joseph was also enslaved by his brothers at age 17. Okay? Let's see one more thing here with him. Jacob, the father of Joseph, lived in Egypt for 17 years. So God, he don't just say numbers randomly. His numbers have a design, and it speaks. Okay? Then you got to be careful when you do numerology because, you know, God created numbers. Satan did not create numbers. The Jews did not create numbers. But you can get, open up the Talmud, or you can open up the Zohar, and you can see a perversion of numbers. Just like the Zodiac. Just like the, you know, what's your, what's your sign? They were never designed to tell the future like that. Not that. But it's been used like that. So people, a lot of times when you, you hear, oh, you shouldn't do that. That's Gramatria. And, you know, it's in numbers and all that. But you got to understand, God created it. Just like he created the stars. Just like he created the pumpkin. 
But what does man do with it? See, when it gets to man, they get to abuse it because you don't know the purpose of it. So guess what? Man can do the same with the word. But you don't know that you're being manipulated by the word. Uh, amen. Exactly. I just want to bring that to your attention right quick. All right. So listen to this. And they got to dispel some of that thinking that we when you get on the Internet, you hear people talking about numbers and this and that and the other. You're going to hear well-known Christians coming against God's numbering system. God works in patterns. I want to debunk some of that. God didn't tell Pharaoh, I told you, you're free to what? To serve. God didn't tell Pharaoh to let them go so they could do and have a great life, even though that was part of the freedom. Right? Listen to this. God didn't let them go so they could do what they wanted to do. It was part of the package. Right? God said, let them go so that they might serve me. So God's definition of freedom is not getting the demons out. It's replacing the demons with himself. He's saying, I want to give you a better life by giving you a better master. Because when you're in Egypt and you're under uh, Pharaoh's control, control of the world system, you're under Satan. You're under Pharaoh. You're under his government that's the one you do what thou will the whole of the law y'all know where that came from Alesta Crowley y'all ever heard of Alesta Crowley the beast I'm going to do a teaching to let y'all know who that man exactly is about Jack Parsons y'all know who Jack Parsons is y'all heard of Jack Parsons he, he's like the uh, number one man of Nassau back in the day why is a, a gen, why is an engineer, a, a smart engineer with an occultist? Why them two? And then throw in L. Ron Hubbard as well. Y'all know who L. Ron Hubbard is? Scientology. So why are all these three running together? Hmm? I'm gonna tell you and show you what they were doing out in the desert. See, but this is just so much, it's so much as Christians that we just so blind we don't know. But thank God y'all in the right place. Y'all going to know. You're going to see the big picture of why you should really be happy for your salvation. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. It's an evil world out there. I was telling the minister, they were like, you know, we, we talk about, you know, it's the, it's the right wing, the left wing. We got, we, got, we got the Democrats, we got Republicans. And I said, it's the same wing on the same bird. It's going the same direction. I'm going with the right ring. I'm going with the left ring. But it's on the same bird. It's going the same, it's going the same direction. So it don't matter. Simplicity. That's how, but it got you. <laughs> they got you trying to be political when the Bible said we're supposed to be biblical. Oh, man. Okay. 
We confused because we marching. We're marching instead of praying. Ain't nowhere he told us to march. He said pray and watch. Hello? That's your job. You got the, you got the most dangerous job in the universe is to pray. <laughs> I can't get the church to really receive that and understand that. I don't know what's going on. All right. Work with me. Pull it out. Well, it came off. Yeah. Oh, my little piece. Okay. All right, you got it. Can y'all hold on for a second? Because I got some powerful peas here coming up. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'll try to get your attention. I want to get up <laughs> Cut this, Renita. All right. All right, yeah. Leave the part on about the peas, though. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, look at this. You just don't know. Live. All right. Who's I at? Hmm? Where was I at? Okay, before that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Things of John has prayer. Thank you. All right. Stop serving Satan as your master. You know why? God said, I will treat you better. I will feed you better. He beat you. I will feed you. He killed your children in the Nile. I'll, listen, he said, I'll raise them up to conquer the gates of your enemies. And every plague that Moses went after was one of Egypt's gods. Every last one of them were a god. All nine, all ten plagues was a God that represented in Egypt. And he conquered all of them. Okay. Y'all got to know this thing. We'll do that. We'll do a little quick study on that one too. He said, I'll raise them to conquer the gates of your enemies. That Pharaoh made you sick. I'll make you whole. That Pharaoh, listen, made you poor. He said, I'll, I'll, I will cause you to prosper. That Pharaoh made you build his pyramids. He said, he said, I will let, he said, I will let you. He said, what I'll do for you, since you build his kingdom, he said, I'm going to do this for you. He said, I'm going to give you houses you didn't build. I'm going to give you vineyards you didn't plant. I'm going to give you wells you didn't dig. Okay. Mm -mm. I will give you manna from heaven. Every day, God is saying, I don't want just to kick Pharaoh out, but I want to take his place. While you're in bondage, you're steady building the kingdom of Pharaoh or the world. You're steady doing it or Satan's work. Now you're free to build God's kingdom by serving. Listen, by serving God. Your true master. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Remember, God doesn't just want to remove evil. He wants to replace evil. The Bible makes it plain. Listen, the Bible makes it plain. Let's see. It's, 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 he makes it plain. He said, to be empty is a dangerous place. 
And to be free is, is a dangerous place to be if you're not filled. Mm, 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 mm. With the spirit. It's dangerous. It's dangerous not to be filled. It's dangerous for your house to be swept and neat. And you didn't replace it. With something good. Listen to this. I told y'all the correct translation is where the spirit is Lord. There is freedom. Y'all got to say that right because you've been saying it wrong. Where the spirit is Lord. There is freedom. Mm-mm-mm. The Bible doesn't say when the demons are out that that's freedom. Mm-mm-mm. It doesn't say when the depression, when suicide, when cutting, when alcoholism, when anger, when lust, when sexual immorality, when homosexuality, when greed, fill in the brain. There is freedom. The way we define freedom is when the demon is out. But the Bible says until the spirit is Lord, you're not truly free. Okay, look at your life right now. I know he your savior. But is he Lord of your life? You got to ask yourself that. Because the enemy going to come and check to see if he is. Is he Lord? Does he have lordship? Does he have sovereignty? Sovereignty means, that means that he's the master. Supreme, it means supreme master. That means you can't be nowhere in the picture. Mm-mm. You're as free as to the level of control Holy Spirit has over your life. Okay. Watch this teaching. You're as free as to the level of control Holy Spirit has over your life. That whole life. That whole life that you must lay down. You're not free if you haven't laid down your whole life. And you lay that life down to do what? Do what you want. Mm, That should have been a whole place that serve. Let's see here. I had a talk with God earlier in my walk. (laughs) That if he would help me in certain areas of my life, I would serve him for the rest of my life. I don't know if any of you had that talk with yourself. I had that talk. I said, if if you call me to do this, you're going to have to help me get over the fear. Of speaking in front of people. Messing up in front of people. Being hurt in front of people. Being exposed in front of people. You got to help me with this. I'll serve you. And he honored everything I said. (laughs) I don't know. Did you have that talk? 
Okay, Paul got knocked off. He said, what's the first thing he said? What would you have me to do? I know who you are. <laughs> what would you have me to do? Have you said that? Have you actually said it? Lord, what would you have me to do? I made that. I made that. I made that. Listen, teacher. And he, he, he honored my request. Because he knew, the, he knew my heart. He knew the actual intent of my heart. So a lot of us say we want him, but our intent is not really for him. It's what you can get out of him. Man. He knew the intent of my heart. Star. He knew that I would serve him wholeheartedly. Are you serving him wholeheartedly? Or y'all got terms in your contract? <laughs> the fine print. You know, like, on the, like when you buy a car and they start reading it real fast at the end. You got one of them claws. Fine print in your claws of God. Yeah, you do. All right. You want to be filled. Listen to this. I want to serve him wholeheartedly. Listen, with a complete sincerity in my commitment to him. I'm sincere in my commitment to him. I'm in love with him. I'm in love with my creator. I mean, can, can we really say that? See, see it's, it's, if you're intimate, you're not ashamed. I love my creator. I serve him wholeheartedly in all sincerity. I'm totally committed. So if I can do that to him, I can definitely do that to you. Because it ain't really commitment unless I involve you. We ain't involving God. Watch this. You want to be filled so you can be free. You want to be, you want to be so filled with God. Now, y'all listen to this. You want, Mara, you want to be so filled with God. Dustin, you want to be so filled with God that it will push all the darkness out. You want to be so filled with him. Oh, see, don't, y'all not, y'all not hearing me. You want to be so filled with him that it will actually push out the darkness. It will push out homosexuality. It will push out any tendencies that you have. It will push out any lustful desires that you have. It will push out any anger issues that you have. It will push out any anxiety issues and depressions out of you. Being filled with his love pushes fear out of you. Why you don't want to be filled? You want to you be so filled. You can't feel anything except love. Man, do y'all want that? And I do. I do. Okay. Okay. Let me do this one. <sighs> Minister. Go to. I'm going to be famous here. I want to be so filled. 
it push out everything. It push you out of the way. Won't be no, won't be none of you there. Dijon, you want to be so filled with his presence. You want to be so filled with his presence. Nothing, no one can harm you. Not even death. You want to be that filled. Not even death. If you can overcome your fear, you can overcome death. By being saved. By being saved for real, you can overcome death. Oh, y'all not getting it. Y'all not getting it. I want to be so filled with his presence. Minister, I want to be free. Go to Matthew 21, 2. Who don't want to be free? Filled with his place, I'm telling you. Matthew chapter 21 at verse 2, saying to them, go into the village that is opposite you, and at once you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. Go ahead. Verse 3, if anyone says anything to you, You shall reply, the Lord needs them, and he will let them go without delay. Mm. Go ahead. Verse 4. This happened that what was spoken by the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, inhabitants of Jerusalem, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey, a beast of burden. Mm -hmm. Then the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. Go ahead. They brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats upon them, Mm. and he seated himself on them, the clothing. And most of the crowd kept spreading their garments on the road, And others kept cutting branches from the trees and scattering them on the road. And the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed him kept shouting, Hosanna, O be propitious, graciously inclined to the son of David, the Messiah. Blessed, praised, glorified is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Baruch Abba Hashem Adonai is what they were saying. Do y'all... So, so that's a prophecy. Zechariah 9 9. Zechariah 9 9. So we don't make sure. Because he said, as the prophet said, come on, Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 9 at verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king, king comes come. to you. He is uncompromisingly just. And having salvation, triumphant and victorious, patient, meek, lowly, and riding on a donkey, upon a colt, the foal of a donkey. He did not deny this time who he was. Now, 
wait a minute, this is prophesied. They know. He said, go and untie the coat, the donkey and the coat, right? Loose them so they could serve me. <laughs> Your purpose has been prophesied already. Now loose them. And if they ask you, who, who, what, what are you doing with them? He's telling them that what? The Lord. So it couldn't have been that it was just some unbeliever because he couldn't have said Lord. The Lord said, let me have them. It was prophesied. Teacher. Their purpose. And, and when they let the loose the donkey for its purpose, it didn't just run off and do what it wanted. It had escort. It had, listen, it had other, it was been tied up. It had, other, it had the disciples to lead him. So when you get free, you can't just go running back. You need to have somebody there with you to help guide you. You've been in bondage. You haven't built up any spiritual stamina now. So they had the disciples lead them in. Didn't just let them go. And how you going to ride a, a coat that never been broke before? That coat knew his purpose. Y'all, you get it? So you bound. Now loose them. Now loose them so they can now be disciples. Serve me, their purpose. Go and tell them it's prophesied. Zachariah took care of that. Oh, I don't know what else I can do. Y'all been loosed. Now, now it's time for you to serve. But you can't just go on your own. Okay, okay, okay. All right. When you get free, you have to be around people who are free indeed. Okay. You have to be built up first before you go into that environment. You know why? Okay, so you can't, you can't grow bananas in the Antarctic. Why? Because it's the wrong environment. So when you're set free, you're not built up yet. You're, you're, you're actually, you got to be careful because you're actually a target. What do you think, teacher? Yeah? You become a target. You're like a baby. You're a target. You, you know why? Because when a child is born, their immune system is weak. It hadn't built up yet to withstand 
So you need a little help, some assistance, some antibodies, right? That'll fight for you. Only for a little while, though. Only for a little while. Take about 48 hours for that thing to get in your system. And it's always a signal that is in your system. That amoxicillin is in you, you'll know it. <laughs> it's like asparagus. <laughs> okay, is it just me? The donkey was loose to serve its prophetic, its prophesied purpose. The donkey was free to walk with the disciples, not to walk on his own yet. When God frees us, a lot of times we don't surround ourselves with the right people. When God frees us, a lot of times we don't put ourselves in the best environment to grow. That's right. And this is how the last state of that man can be worse than the first one. But you've been called, though. You just have to be where some people can really support you in your freedom. <laughs> Teacher, I'm, I'm just saying, you, you, you come, I, got, I got more, but I, I don't think I need to. I think I, I, think I kind of made my, my case. Um, for us, and we're still talking about, ultimately, I'm still talking about how you think. Ultimately, I'm still talking about how you think and how you perceive true light. Amen, teacher. Uh-oh, she got, I got cliff notes everywhere. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, Can we well. really give God a hand clap of praise and adoration for the word of God? The word of God that can actually save your soul. It's not only about saving your soul, but refreshing, restoring your soul. Amen. This is why we come to the gathering, to be empowered by the word of God. For our souls to be restored and refreshed to the state that he has called it to be. Uh, through the teaching that Pastor was doing tonight, I really uh, was asking Holy Spirit about Luke uh, 11, 24 through 26. And I, I really want us to walk away tonight with understanding what really goes on with when the Spirit leaves out and he comes back with seven other <coughs> spirits. Could we go there, please, really quick? Luke chapter 11 at verse 24. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it roams through waterless places in search of a place of rest, release, refreshment, ease. And finding none, it says, I will go back to my house from which I came. And when it arrives, it finds the place swept and put in order and furnished and decorated. 
and it goes and brings other spirits, seven of them, more evil than itself, and they enter in, settle down, and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. So the evil spirit tries to find a place of rest and can't find a place. But then it says, I'm going back from where I came. I'm going back home. I'm going back to my house. He's referring to an individual. I'm going back to my house. But he says when he gets there, it's swept. Right? I want us to understand when he said it's swept. He's saying how most, some people who are hypocrites or not truly converted, their hearts are not converted. They confess and say Romans 10, 9, the sinner's prayer, but the heart is not converted. It's an unconverted heart. Being swept means all the dust, the surface of your sin. Your, the basic sin that you normally do every day is, is not there, but you have a ruling sin that is not visible. The one that you don't share with everybody, they can't see. The ones that certain Christians, when we, they agree that, you know, no one's perfect. And so you all can agree about that. But the secret sin that only you know about and not even your spouse. The enemy is able to come in because the house, see, it's swept, but it's not washed. The house is swept, but it's not clean. It hasn't been cleansed. It's not washed. Your heart has not been washed. So the question that I have for him is that, what is this all about and going and getting some more to come with you? It says, more vow than my Self. So more means a degree of. So this is a degree of sin. You can use a number if you want. But what I see here is that you're going to be in a worse state than you were in the beginning, correct? And for that, it means that because you're living a life as a hypocrite, it appears that you are, you've been swept. But the, because your, your heart has not been converted, this is why we're still, 
It's not, I'm not going to do another teaching, but I want you to understand that the degree of sin or darkness inside of an individual has been now compressed. It has depth, it has volume, it has mass. And so he says, now your latter state is going to be worst off. Meaning that you are now possessed. See, because the, he's coming back to his house. And going back to the word Lord. Lord is or means, in a simple term, it means owner of. He owns this house. Landlord. This is where, where you, get, you get a note from the landlord, you get really scared. Landlord. He's Lord of where you reside. He has the authority over the rules about the house. Guess what? You... You have to abide by his rules. You can understand why certain people are acting certain ways that they're acting. It's because of the landlord. So when we say Lord, he's the owner of us. And almighty is that he is the owner of all. <laughs> all power, he's all power, all source. So casting out demons, because I'm on this thing about casting out demons. What really is this casting out demons? So it says that Christ cast out a demon or demons. What, what does that look like is the question. What, what's going on with the individual? What can cast out a demon? It's the, see, what, is, what does that mean? What does casting out a demon mean? It means that the power of the enemy is destroyed. See, we, we see the casting out as however we have picture casting out a demon. This is why by the name of Jesus, they fear. And they are removed. They're removed because... The name was in the name. What has already happened in the name? That he has defeated the enemy. He has no power in your life because his power has been destroyed. So what is casting out a demon? So in our lives, what is the process? This is why it is self-deliverance. Because it's by the name of Jesus. 
that demons flee. And why? Because their power have been destroyed. They can only, exactly, if you let them, and, and the permission is the housing of sin. I want us to really understand, because God has really given me an insight and deep revelation about casting out demons. And it's not the way that we've been taught. It's simply what you know. And what I know, I walk up to a person, and you don't even really have to say anything because Christ didn't say anything. And they ask him, why are you here before your time? Because I house the presence of God. That by itself is announcing your presence, announced to the adversary what has to go. This is why you have to live a consecrated life. We're talking about your heart has to be truly converted. A true conversion doesn't allow, permit darkness to rule your heart. This is your soul. This is why your soul is being restored. It's restored when it hears the word of God. Meaning that you shouldn't be anxious. You shouldn't be in fear because the word of God restores your soul. I'm not getting up to do another teaching, but I want you to understand casting out demons is not screaming at someone and telling the demon to come out. The reason that you're doing all that because your heart has not been truly converted. Because with a, a true converted heart, I could just come in your presence and there'll be something about me that you can't seem to figure out what it is that why you don't feel comfortable about being around me. But you have to, you have to exert the authority of the word of God to help that person be rid of that. See, it's, the word of God speaks about an evil generation or a wicked generation, excuse me, wicked generation, which means that there's level of this darkness. And what has happened is that the generation, see what happens with the word of God, we have no reverence for it. See how we, how we get indifferent with the word of God. We can't tolerate so much of the word of God. We could take or leave the word of God. Perverted in our thoughts and how we think about the word of God. We're compromising. See, and there's no fear of judgment. Wicked generation. Have no fear of judgment, Pastor. No fear that the life, the way that you know it now, not only will it come to an end as you know it, but then it starts, your real life starts over forever. 
Here it just on. It starts over forever. Condemn or free in the presence of God forever. Just want you to leave, like I said, today with that. I want you to understand. Oh, we speaking about a lot, you know, demons, something evil and an entity and this and that. It it is darkness. It is the working of darkness. However, it's about your heart. It's about a heart that's either converted or not converted. And a converted heart responds to God. A converted heart is aligned with the thoughts and will of God. Amen? Really thank you again, Pastor, for the word of God. I, my prayer is that we come to a place... You all may stand up on your feet. That we come to a place of walking in the reality of what God is really saying to us. How we are supposed to conduct our lives and live. There's so much. When you get to talking about God, it's, it's just so much. It really is. I. Uh, the prophetess was praying Lord what would you have us to pray about next and she was praying for the land to be healed if you all could just really align your hearts and minds with that because not only your current situation depends upon it, but generations after you depend upon this land being healed. Pastor. We need to know when we are being attacked you can't just keep coming to the place of the gathering and not knowing what's going on in your life. What's going on really with you? What's going on really with your spouse? What's, what's going on in my marriage? What's really going on? When things are, I asked today in regards to my marriage, I said, Lord God, things seem to always be grand in my marriage and that's not normal but should be normal for the believer amen but naturally it doesn't look naturally it doesn't feel right but in my spirit man it does but I was like I'm at ease and I don't like being at ease I love being at peace but not at ease so I said, Lord God, what's going on? What's approaching me? What's trying to attack my marriage? Something's going on. Something going on in regards to the ministry. I need you all to, to pray about your ministry. Walk of ministry. There, there's something going on. 
I'm at ease, but I don't feel in my spirit to be at ease. And God has asked, has asked me to really be on close watch. The enemy comes in all kind of different ways to bring in a distraction. We need to be prepared. We always should be a prepared people. There shouldn't be anything that happens in your life that you're not ready to deal with and to address it. I want you all, if God's given me this, I know this is for the house. Don't be at ease. And I feel that all is well with me. But I know that we have to pray and go even deeper in our intercession. Because I won't be deceived by everything appearing to be well. Amen. Amen. He closes out for us. Pastor. I'm aware. Just let that y'all know. That's name crazy. But I do want to say that when you are really in God's perfect will, that's always an opportunity, you know, for an enemy to come. That's his job. That's what he does. But long as we stay bonded in love, he can't get in. This is what we need to know that we are bonded in love. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We give you glory today. Father, we thank you uh, for your presence in the house tonight, Father. I thank you for each and every individual heart, Father, that's come out tonight and intercede on behalf of your kingdom, Father, our nation, our community, our families, Father. We, we just really want to um, stretch our hands towards you, Father, and just thank you for your mercy, your goodness, your kindness, Father, that you have shown us, Father. Thank you for insight, Father. We know, Father, you said that we ought to always pray, Father, that we should pray and watch, Father. And we will continue to do that, Father. But we're going to be bonded in that covenant of love tonight, Father. We know that perfect love casts out all fear, Father. You do it because of your gracious, your mercy, your splendor, your wonder, Father, who you are in our lives, Father. You're not just our Savior, but you are Lord of my life, Father. So I thank you, Father, for each and every individual that came out tonight, Father, and I pray your blessings upon them, that you shine your countenance upon them, that you be gracious toward them, Father, and you would give them your shalom, your peace, your shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, Father. We thank you right now that we have been made whole, healed, set free, and delivered, Father, by the blood, Father, that was shed by your son, Father. We honor you today. We bless you, Father. We may leave this place, but definitely not your presence, Father, that we stay unified, bonded in the peace and covenant of love tonight, Father. I thank you for each and every individual. Now, Father, heal them. Heal our land, Father. Heal our communities, our families. Restore, Father, us to back to our first love when we first met you, Father. I thank you, Father. I bless you. I give you glory. There was nobody like you. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Father. We thank you for being our Savior, Father. We do not take for granted, Father, the name that is above every name. 
the name that has been given to us, Father, with all power and authority, Father. We use that name, Father, sparingly. We don't just say it, Father. We live it. We mean it. We breathe it. We enjoy it and sit at that table with you, Father, that's been prepared for us right before our enemies. I honor you tonight, Father. I honor you with my praise, my worship, with my whole heart, Father. It's in your son's name that we pray. Yahshua, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs>